getting lumped up with Rocker Mike and Rob Rossi. I'm getting lumped up with Rocker Mike and Rob Rossi. Well, I'm lumped up, but I'm okay. It's gonna get lumped up anyway. You better call back the posse. Just getting lumped up with Rocker Mike and Rob Rossi. Getting lumped up with Rocker Mike and Rob Rossi. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Rocker Mike and Rob Presents. I am Rocker Mike. The big guy to the top left is Rob Rossi. And we have a very special guest today, a very unique kind of guy. His name is Charles Rosenay of Liverpool Productions. Thank you, uh, Charles, for coming in. Love being here. Thank you. Okay. And uh, we're going to talk about quite a few things that Charles has done uh, he's had his hands in quite a few things over many years. Many things are Beatles related. We all love the Beatles here on the Rocker Mike and Rob Present Show. Uh, his most recent book, and he has several, uh, which is coming out very soon, is called The Book of Top Ten Beatles Lists. And it's related to celebrities, right? In some way, Charles. There is. It's a celebrity book, definitely. Okay. You've also written The Book of Top Ten Horror Lists. That came out two years ago. Yes. Uh, True Ghost Stories of Connecticut. Uh, you've been you've been involved with Beatles conventions across the country. You've published a magazine called Good Day Sunshine about the Beatles. Uh, you've hosted tours, I believe, to Liverpool. Am I correct? That's correct. Wow, you are really a Beatles fanatic. The only thing you left out is is my first book, which came out about five years ago, and it was the unauthorized biography of Rob Rossi. And uh, <laughs> I don't see the graphic of that. Oh, actually, I didn't leave it out. I heard there's a graphic novel coming out of that. That's that's going to be awesome. Oh, that's great. What is up this? The book of top 10 horror lists, too. Yes. yes. Really? Okay, that's great. So, Charles, thanks for coming in. Um, I want to give a little background here, how I met you, just to the audience real quick. Uh, back in January, I was at Mohegan Sun at uh, an oldies show, okay, that, that Bowser from Sha Na Na puts on every year. <laughs> he, he's been doing it for like 25 years. He's great. Uh, I was there with Lala Brooks, who's a friend of mine, uh, Lala from the Crystals. And um, I met you backstage, and we, you know, we, we hit it off pretty good. And I said, hey, you got to come on the show. and you were down for it. And, you know, when you, when you sent me everything that you've been involved with, you really, uh, you really had an amazing career here. And a, an amazing life. I don't know yeah. if it's my career, believe it or not, my career is DJing at parties. I've been a, a party jock, uh, MC entertainer for decades. And that's the real job. Everything else is fun. It's that sideline. It's, you know, it's all the great things that have made me happy and other people happy through the years. Uh, the, the rest is just, you know, it's it's love of, of pop culture and horror and rock and all that great stuff. How long you been doing this? <laughs> uh, since I was in college. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we're, we're looking at four decades of presenting Beatle festivals and publishing magazines and being, you know, growing up, it was it was the monsters. It was the Beatles and baseball. Those were the three. <laughs> I, I, you know, 
I had a very similar childhood myself. I I, I love monster movies, monster yeah. models, yes. the Aurora stuff, all that. You know, again, yeah. you're gonna love this if I can. What do you, you got? I can show you this amazing photo, which is in not only my horror book, but is in my Beatles book. You know, I found this photo right before I went to print, and I'm like, oh my What's god, this. One? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my that's my horror persona, Crip Master Chucky. No, it's Crip Master Chucky. Guys, you'll love this. If what I do you got? I get close enough. This is me as a little little uh, kid. Yeah. yeah, I see it. I'm playing with the oh, models, your models. My models, and in the background is a Beatles poster right on. I the see wall. it on the wall. Yep, <laughs> awesome. I couldn't have made up a better photo of me as a kid. That just sums it up. All that, that just, was all that was missing is a New York Mets glove, a bat or a ball or something. Oh, same as me, man. Same yeah. as me. I'm a Mets fan. That's great. That's I knew I liked you for a reason. <laughs> I mean, Aurora models back in the day, just to, to talk about that for a second. I mean, I, I live for these things. Okay. I can still remember making the Planet of the Apes one with Dr. Zayas. Amazing, you know, and his all yeah. his arms moved, okay, yeah. his head moved, and uh, they were so easy, you didn't even have to really, some of them didn't even require glue, yeah. They snapped, you know? snapped you know? the painting was everything, and then keeping them unbroken was the big challenge, oh, of course. Of but course. yeah, I grew, I grew up with all the Aurora monster models and and famous monsters of film land. That was yes, the ma right. The the magazine, I have stacks of them at home. They, they, that was incredible. I was so glad when they brought brought it back. It's already yeah. been, it's already been years already. It's it's gone again. I but, think it'll uh, come back again eventually, and I think they're doing a, a convention and all that. But, yeah, there's other great monster magazines, but nothing is like the ones that we grew up with. Um, and, and, you know, it was that love of that stuff that really inspired me to do this book of top ten horror lists because being in the entertainment field for so long and going to these Bowser-type shows, you know, you get to meet a lot of pop culture people. Yeah. And during COVID, I was like, all right, I, I know all these people. I, I've, I've gone ahead and gotten some of them to give me lists of their favorite horror movies, horror this, horror that, themes. And I only needed about 20, 30 more. And I said, man, I can do a book. And I'm home during COVID. I'm not DJing. I'm not doing conventions. I'm not doing tours. I'm not doing all the stuff I do. I'm thinking, all right, now I have the time for once in my life to actually do a book. Now, mind you, I've been publishing Good Day Sunshine which was a Beatles magazine for 20 years. So in my brain, I was putting out a book a month. I was putting out six books every year. Wow. But it wasn't, wasn't really a book book. And when I when I hit the 100 celebrities, I thought, you know what, now I'm going to put out this book. And I put out the book of top 10 horror lists. And everyone was like, Charles, you're a Beatles guy. How could your first book not have been a Beatles book? And I'm like, they're right. They're right. All right, look, if, if I can get 100 celebrities to give me their favorite horror lists, and I can get Beatle people and rock stars and movie people and celebrities to do the same with their favorite Beatle songs, Beatle movies, all that good stuff. Yeah. Damn, I look good in that. Um, <laughs> so, right, as we're speaking, we're about to launch. By the time we air this, it'll be out. The book of top. No, oh, look at it. You there got it is. The book of top 10 Beatle lists, which is the follow up to horror lists. Same kind of cover format, same concept.
Except, you know, I, I'm going at this list and I'm thinking I'm at 50. What should I do? Should I wait a few years and go to 100? And I said to myself, no, I'll finish it when I'm at 64. <laughs> and I got, I got 64 celebrities, great, great pop culture icons and rock stars and actors. Can, and can you tell us, can you tell us one or two that you spoke to for that new book? I'll tell you a neat one, which is sort of like an off the wall one was um, TV uh, personality, inter one of the greatest interviewers of all time, Dick Cavett. Really? Who interviewed wow. Harrison, yeah. interviewed Lennon. Yeah. And, you know, you, you, where is this guy? It was one of the ones I really had to really find. And uh, he was great. He gave us a great list. And he ended it by saying, these are the stories that I can tell. Meaning. His others. Yeah, yeah. He gave like his top 10 memories. Um, really proud that John Lennon's sister Julia gave me the the forward for the book, which was really exciting. But Dave Winfield, you know, former Yankee, gave me a great list. Um, a lot of people who were connected with the Beatles, some of the members of the Quarrymen, some members from Badfinger. You know, a lot of it's just a. Did fun you get Pete Best? I did get Pete Best. Oh, you know, Pete Best has been a friend for many since the eighties, wow. and I had to hammer him, hammer him, hammer him. So right, when we get together, I'll give you a list. I go to Liverpool every summer. I see him in 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 uh, Liverpool in, in August. I don't get a list. I'm like, uh oh, this book. I can't do this book without everyone who knows me knows I know Pete. I managed him for a little while and did some of his his, his uh, personal appearances. You can't put out this book without Pete Best. Sure enough, we're at a convention in Massachusetts together. We're tables next to each other. I put the pen in his hand. I give him the sheet. He gave me a great list. And I got one from his brother, Rogue, who now manages Pete's career, um, runs the Casbah Club in Liverpool, right. and, and is a great drummer and, and, a, and a great guy in his own right. So we got two, two best of lists, one from Pete Best and one from his brother, Rogue. Wow. Wow. Now, when I met you the day of the, the Bowser show, you mentioned to me about the monkeys as well. I did. What, what what did you have going on with the monkeys? Well, I'm a huge, my gosh, I am such a huge monkeys guy. So besides the Beatles. Yeah. Thanks. I, besides the Beatles, I've always produced um, monkeys conventions. I've been a huge monkeys fan. I was friends with Davey and Peter. Um, I've interviewed Mickey dozens of times and um, somewhere down the road, hopefully a monkey's book. But in 1982, Peter Tork, you know, it was in between. It was while the monkeys weren't big anymore, but right. it was before their 86 comeback. Right. And we did a monkeys convention in Connecticut. Peter came. I mean, in those days, Beatles didn't come to Beatle conventions. Monkeys didn't come to monkey conventions. That was unheard of. Yeah. And, it was, and it was before the days of what we have, Chiller, and all these great conventions where stars sit and sign. And they get paid to do it. In those days, they didn't know from getting paid. They sat and they signed forever. Davy Jones was at one of my Beatles conventions. He said, I, I'll sign for an hour. Wound up signing for two and a half hours. He said, I can't leave till everyone gets an autograph. I mean, these people, I love the monkeys. <laughs> so um, it's funny because Mickey gave me a horror list for the horror book. Did he? And it's uh, mostly like 50 sci-fi classics. That's what, 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 were the, what were the questions? Just like favorite movies or other things? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was your choice. Favorite horror theme. In his case, um, you know, he, he decided to come up with his favorite um, monkeys. There's a picture of me with um, Mickey right there on stage. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. 
And he, yeah, he came through. Don't forget, he's been in a bunch of genre movies. He was in Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yeah. Yep. He, he played himself in Mega Python versus Ganeroid. You know, yep, he's, yep. Been, he's he's been in some B, some B he, movies. That's true. He was the Night of the Strangler. Oh, I know that top list better include um Evan Costello beat Dracula. <laughs> I thought that was a good Frankenstein. movie. Evan Costello beat Frankenstein. No, that was, that was Frankenstein. Those days, yeah, yeah, like Frankenstein, the werewolf. They had a few. Ooh. All, all of them were in it, even Invisible Man at the end. Yeah, that's, that's the one they were yeah. all in, yeah. Mickey Dolan's his top ten list was movies like The Day the Earth Stood Still, War of the Worlds, huh. Forbidden Planet. That was his Great thing. But, but you mentioned Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. And I'm glad yeah. you mentioned that because a guy by the name of Vince Martell, Vinnie Martell, mm -hmm. who's uh, one of the greatest lead guitarists ever, uh, was, the, is, was and is – the guitarist from the band Vanilla Fudge. Vanilla Fudge, yep. Well, Vince Martell's list was um, monstrous, terrible, top 10 list of movies that were horror, but also comedy. Okay. Oh, that's so his, fantastic. His top th three were Abbott Costello, Meet the Monkey, Mon uh, Meet the Monkey, Meet the, the Mummy, Meet the Mummy. Right. Costello, Meet Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Yeah, yep. Uh, obviously, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, and Abbott and Costello meet the Invisible Man. There were four Abbott and Costello funny horror yeah. movies. Well, they were they were like comedy horror, but then you could also have stuff that's unintentionally funny, like Plan Nine from Out of Space, right? <laughs> Which is funny by unintentionally mistake. funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He includes a movie, guys. I don't know if you ever heard of Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn Gorilla. Yes, I've seen it. Yeah, with the like, <laughs> right? Yep, yep, yep. Oh, it's 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 just one of those where you can't keep your eyes off, and it's so bad, you know. It's like <laughs> it's so bad. Didn't he end his career like in Ed Wood movies? He started doing those weird yeah. Ed Wood movies. Yeah, the last Bella movie, if I'm not mistaken, was Plan Nine from Outer Space. It was, and, and he, he died during yeah. the making of it, and, and 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 then Ed Wood had a fake. His character, he used his chiropractor. His chiropractor, and all he did was from the back with the. Who is, who he, yeah, and he, and he put a, a you know a cape over his head, and he was like six inches taller than Bella Lugosi. It was obvious it wasn't him. <laughs> really, really, yeah, it's great trivia. Hey, so, Charlie, what I love, you want yeah, to hear yeah. something funny? Yeah. The only reason we got David Bowie because he couldn't use his real name, uh, um, Davy Davy Jones. Yes, he had to change it to David Boyd because the monkeys were that popular back in the days. That's how popular monkeys got. Yeah, yeah they were monstrous in those days. I, I use the word monstrous, they were as big as you can get, you know, it was Beatles, mo monkeys, and everyone else. Um, and 66, 66. I'm, I'm a big fan of Head, great movie. Oh, that's okay. a fantastic movie, yeah. And you know, the 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 idea, uh, what I always loved about that was, you know, they really wanted to make this film and show that they could be real artists because nobody took them seriously. At the time, they, right. They, at the time, they weren't allowed to really play their own instruments, even though they could on, mm -hmm. on, on the albums. And this was a way of, for them to show that they could do something. And they came out with, like, to me, one of the best, you know, psychedelic, pieces of cinema you know and, and music really of that era you know the psychedelic and the, the music well the porpoise song fits because it yeah. is so psychedelic yeah and 
the whole soundtrack is great. You know, all those later albums have such hidden gems. And uh, yeah, it's it's a shame that those guys aren't, you know, recognized in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because if you think about it, they influenced so many and they were so beloved. Um, right. And, you know, we talk about my book. Yeah, it's a horror book or the Beatles book is a Beatles book. But more than anything else, it's a pop culture book. Because if you love yeah. celebrity, it's more interesting looking up and, and seeing who's in the book. Oh, what did Gloria Gaynor, disco diva um, who sang I Will Survive. She's got a top 10 list in the book. You know, it's, 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 the, it's going through there and finding these people like, oh, yeah. Some of the people who, um, you know, who go to the uh, Bowser show, you know, I'm always hitting them up for lists. Sometimes we get them. Sometimes we don't. We got one from a few years ago from Freddie Boom Boom Cannon. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. and, and so I think that's for me, if I wasn't the author of the book, what I would love is to see all these pop celebrities, all these people who I've loved growing up. And then I go to see who picked what movie because we put an index in both books. So let's say I love The Sixth Sense. Well, I'm looking here. Oh, my gosh. Mickey Dolan's liked it, too. Don Green. Well, you cross-reference it like that. That's that's great. That's great. Yes, you can see, exactly. see what celebrity liked what. Yeah. Yes, the cross-reference index. And in both books, I do the ultimate top ten, which is all the ones that, I, that were in the book, who picked the most first, second, third, fourth, fifth, you know, and that kind of thing. Now, I got to ask you, you're such a Beatles fan. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever met any of them besides Pete Best? <laughs> so I always say I met four Beatles. And they go, you met all four? I go, well, Pete Best. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I met George in Japan at the airport once. Yeah. I met uh, Ringo at um, press conferences, asked him questions and all that. And I met Paul more than the rest of the guys. I, I met him the most. I never met John, but came really close um, we did a Beatles convention in October of 1980 and, uh, did oh, a, wow. and did a birthday card that was signed by thousands. So first we submitted it to the Guinness Book of World Records as the biggest um, birthday card, the most signed. And they rejected it because it was done on a, on a bedspread, on a, on a bed sheet. <laughs> and they said, it's not a card. I go, all right, well, then Guinness Book of World Records for the big – and they, they said no. And then we brought it to, to the Dakota – we brought it to New York and we had prearranged for us to meet with um, John and presented him personally. And when we got there, um, it was myself and some friends and my mom at the time, uh, we were told by one of Yoko's assistants that they were in, he was in Florida. Ah. Was he in Florida? I don't know. Did they just want to, you know, not be yeah. bothered and just take it? It's hard to say, but a Rolling Stones uh, magazine, um, editor and photographer came there because he was supposed to come out and get it. And that would have been exciting. But uh, as we know, he passed away that December. So yeah. Yeah. It, 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 similarly, this is funny because I have this um, monkey's drum head. Uh, I used to be in a monkey band called monkey mania. I was Davey, believe it or not. <laughs> did the maracas and the tambourines. Yeah. And I had it signed by Mickey who wrote Mickey Dolan's I'm a believer had it signed by Peter Tork. He wrote, uh, so am I as a believer um, had Mike Nesmith sign it, which, which was, I never thought I'd get him to. And I figured no rush with Davy Jones. I've known him forever. I was close with him. When I see him next time, I'll get it signed. Unfortunately we lost them before there was that. Yeah, 
that was I was bummed out when that happened. It, it was hard yeah, to was... it was hard to like kind of process that that he had, he he died, you know, because you just always see him as a young guy, you know, young and energetic and yes, insane. he was. I played softball with the guy. What a competitor! I mean, he rode horses. Yeah, so yeah. very. Yeah, that, that now, was he, he was he was Australian, right? No, Dave, he was from Manchester. England. Oh, he was from Manchester. Okay, okay. That's mm -hmm. cool. Which is about 45 minutes from Liverpool. Yeah. Peter Noon came out of Manchester. It's incredible the amount of talent in the 60s that came out of England. That whole British invasion was just everyone was great. And this and the songs they put out in that area was my is my favorite music of all time, you know, Beatles and Monkeys and Gary Puckett. And uh you can go on and on, the Motown of that. Oh, that that's my peak time but you know if someone's 10 years old, younger than me then then maybe disco a new wave is their favorite if they're you know, yeah i mean i'm i'm I, i'm kind of from a punk background so it's like yeah. you know the buzzcocks from manchester and and, yeah, yeah. and you know uh even ireland like the undertones and you know uh of course the pistols and and the clash and you know all that stuff i i i grew up with that i love that but I recognize, it, you know, 10 years earlier was the same thing. It just was a little different. There was, right. you know, it was. Like you just, you just named, I mean, I love, that's my second wave of favorites. Yeah. But also like Squeeze and Elvis Costello. Uh-huh. And Ramones. Love that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Ramones are my all-time favorite band. Yeah. All-time favorite. And how did they hey, name speaking them? speaking of the monkey. Who, well, right, hold on, hold on. Rob, Wait, Rob, oh, let me interrupt you. He's asking a good oh, question. Oh. How did they name themselves the Ramones? Because because uh, uh, Paul McCartney used to check into hotels under the name Paul Ramone. Exactly. And Dee right. Dee somehow knew that. I don't. I still never figured out how he knew that. Okay, but he's heard that somewhere. And I, I even I even I hung out the Ramones a little bit, and I asked Dee Dee that once. I said, how? and he's like, I don't remember because I knew somehow. So I, who knows? My my Ramones story. I'm sorry, Rob. You, you're next. I'll take over here. Oh, no, yeah. uh, my my Ramones story is early on. I saw them at a place called Toad's Place, and they weren't in yet Connecticut. Ready. I've been there. Yeah, great yeah. venue. And uh, went backstage. I think I was still in college radio. The first album's out. I'm in love with this band. I want to go see them every time they play anywhere. But I'm backstage, and. This is, I think, before. Yeah, it was definitely before the movie came out. Right. And they go, guys. I, they they're all begging for pizza, and their manager is is giving them uh, veggie and health food, and they're like, no, we don't want this. Eat it. It's healthier. Yep. And then that scene is in. It's up in the movie. It's in the. It's in yep. high school. And yeah, like, oh, yeah you're feeding Joey alfalfa sprouts. Alfalfa. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Rossi. It's you. Now. Go ahead, Rob. No, so supposedly the way they got the Ramon, that supposedly one of the guys was seeing a girl that worked at the hotel, and Paul McCartney was in the hotel, and she said, "Oh, that's how they got it." Huh? Oh, how, they, how how does he? Well, he goes, he's oh, Paul McCartney was in there, but you would never believe what he's signing. He signed and this girl Ramon. recognized him and saw that he 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 and and then gave the name to Dee Dee, and wow, okay, that's yeah, great. That solves that mystery. Got, that's the that's the way they got the name. And and another thing, it's like is Mickey like the last monkey alive? Or they, or yes. they all passed away, right? He he is. Let's let's give him a plug because he's got a book coming out. Okay, uh, nice. Five hundred pages. It's gonna be unbelievable of uh, unseen photos and really just his 
whole career straight on through. With Maybe you could put a good word in for us, Charles, because I'd yeah. love to interview Mickey. Well, guys, <laughs> I got to tell you that I do a radio show on weekends yeah. on Monkey Mania Radio. It's on Live 365, and I do the Monkeys interview show Okay, wow. every week. Every week now, two years, I've gotten a different celebrity every week. I've not asked Mickey just out of respect because I know that on the level of what he gives interviews, he just did Jimmy Fallon. Oh, he just did CBS. You know, so uh, he's he's pulled up to do a million interviews a day. I would be honored to get him for you. Nah, I, I wouldn't even ask for me. No, nah, I got it. He, but he's A-list <laughs> again, which is good for him. He's a list. He's a list. Yeah. Uh, and he's touring uh, in April. You got if he, he may be coming to your town. If he's coming, you got to see him because he is the last remaining monkey. And he's touring with Headquarters, which is the first album where they did play their own instruments. It was mm -hmm. produced by Chip Douglas, and it's the one that they're really proud of. It had Pleasant Valley Sunday. You know the album. Yes. And so yeah. he's touring with most of the material, all their greatest hits plus material from that album. So if he comes anywhere where you guys are or, or our viewers, uh, go see Mickey. I'm a big, big proponent of seeing our iconic legends while we can. And whether it's Ringo, whether it's, you know, yes. you, you got to see him because you don't know if it's, God forbid, it's the last time you'll see him or if they'll stop, you know, not just because they're not with us, but maybe they'll stop performing or whatever reason. Go you see. know who you know who just came out with an album that I consider an icon? Ian Hunter. Ian Hunter. We got to track him down for yes, you. Yes, I, I, I've seen him several times in the last, like, 15 years. I think he's a Connecticut guy, too. He's a, he's a wow. Connecticut guy, yep. And uh, – he came out with an album. I've heard two songs off it. I think it. I don't think it's officially out yet. He's kind of dripping it out, um, but he streamed like two songs. Fantastic! Oh, great. fantastic! He is to me uh, uh, one of the greatest singer songwriters. I mean, to me, he's up there with Dylan. I, that's me. You know. Wow. wow! No, definitely underrated. I met yeah. him at Pinecrest in Shelton, which was a venue many years ago, and I said, "I don't have a camera, but." Uh, if I take off my sunglasses, will you? And he said, oh, no. No, he, he said, doesn't. No. He and doesn't take off his sunglasses. That was our, that was our whole conversation. Yeah. Yeah. He's still, and he's still got all that curly hair. He looks so good. Cool. So you know? Cool. Yeah. Um, but I, I agree with you that we, we, we need to see these people before God forbid they're gone. Yeah. And you know, it, it's, it's kind of like, it, to me, the, 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 the situation with music is a little sad today. Because not just with the internet and the way things are and stuff, it's also this kind of like a generation that's kind of lost that doesn't know about this stuff, you know. And we we need to keep that flame, you know. what I'm saying we need to keep that going, guys. I think we were very lucky, you know, to have an yeah. album because that's part of our our childhood. Not not only was the music the soundtrack of our growing up, but to be able to open an album to smell that. Oh, the vinyl, to look at the liner notes, to read the lyrics and play it along with. That's, that's, I think that's definitely missing when everyone's streaming. Uh, and, and I hope that doesn't happen with movies. I hope there's people will still always go to theaters and I hope people will still always see concerts because that's such an important part of a, a social life and part of, you know, uh, being free in America and being able to do these things. It's sad that we, you know, that we're losing some of that. And, when you talk about current music, 
and the way people listen to music. It's it's a shame that it's not the way it was. Yeah. But I, I, it is what it is, right? But on a, on a positive note, not to be negative, you know, but on yeah. a positive note is, you know, vinyl has made a great comeback in recent yes. years. Uh, yeah. I just wish it wasn't so expensive, but, I, I, you know, make it a little bit more affordable for the masses. But I, I have seen kids, uh, you know, teenagers running out buying records. And yeah, that's that's cool. I think that's very cool. And if you go to your local I have kids in the store, bar every day with records, you know, they go to yeah. that um, the, the record store around the corner from International. On 6th Street over kids, there, yeah. Young kids, like they're like 22, 23 buying uh, vinyls. Yeah. Buying, buying Zeppelin and Doors and Beatles. It's great yeah. that they're right. They're digging back into that. Yes. Yeah, and, and there was nothing like a like a, a vinyl record. I mean, you know, you opened it up, like you said, the smell. Maybe there was a maybe there was a poster inside. You were lucky, you know. I I, I went through. I still got my all my vinyl from when I was a kid, and yeah. and you know, I opened up my my uh, Stone uh, uh, Beggar's Banquet, and you know, it's a gatefold. It opened like that. Right. And I opened it up recently, and I I found like two pot seeds. Inside, <laughs> I'm like shit. That's been there for about forty years. <laughs> did it come from the record label? <laughs> no, it did come. You know, it could have because when you open that up, you have them like that. There's that picture of them like on the table, like eating apples stabbed with forks. A little pot seed in there probably would have worked. <laughs> that was there for a long time. That's funny. Okay, so let me ask you something. You you were doing, I'm not sure if you still do it, but you were doing an annual Dracula tour to Transylvania. Tell us about that. Wow. Ta-da. You're still doing it? This year is our 25th anniversary. We've been doing it since 98. We right. go to we go to the unholy land. We bring travelers to <laughs> Romania and we go to Transylvania. We visit three castles, including Paneri, which is the real Vlad Castle. What we what we do, guys, is we combine the history and the truth behind Vlad, Vlad the Impaler, with right. the fiction yeah. and the fun and you know the whole Dracula legend. And we combine it so people have the greatest time. We do Beatle tours to Liverpool. That'll be my 40th year. And we do the Dracula tours to Transylvania, our 25th year. Every single year in October, we bring a group. And, uh, you know, there's so many businesses where even if you're the best restaurant in the world, you're still going to get one star or two stars. Everybody who goes on the tour is 100% satisfaction. It's so proud of, you know, these, these, these tours. They're just so much fun. I went on them for the first – the Dracula tour I went on for like the first 12 or 15 years. And um, I'm too busy with Halloween stuff between promoting the book and I run Halloween attractions and all that. Mm -hmm. So I can't go anymore. So I have this guy, Radu, who's a Romanian, who's a, a historian, a Romanian historian and a Dracula expert. And so he hosts the trip and he's this coolest guy. So he does that. But I still host the Beatle tours. When we go to London and Liverpool every summer, uh, 40 years, I've been bringing the people over. I'm making sure they have the greatest time. This year it's sold out and we're going inside Abbey Road Studios. It's so exciting. Awesome. Yeah, you got to see, uh, what is it? It's room one, right? Room so one. Studio, room one they recorded, but studio two is the most inf most famous. Most famous, right. They, they did the most there. On the uh, on the Dracula tours, Charles, yes. Uh, yes. How, how is that, how are the tours received in Romania? Because they view Vlad, Vlad as a, a national hero even to this day, right? How do That's they feel true. about the vampire 
you know, legend great, part of it. Great question. So I think we sum it up best on Halloween night. We're there and we're at a, a different castle. It's a, it's, 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 it was built um, at the top of the Borgo Pass up the, up the mountains where, um, if you follow the footsteps of Bram, of Bram Stoker's yes. book and where Jonathan Harker goes to meet, yep. this is where the other stagecoach, right? He meets yeah. the other, yeah. It's where it would be situated. So there's a hotel there called Castle Dracula, and that's where we spend Halloween. And we go every year, and we're the only ones dressing up. They don't celebrate Halloween in Romania. No. No. They don't celebrate, uh, you know, the, this this dress up. But all the news crews come all the local TV and radio to see these crazy Americans dressed up for Halloween. So it's not too much that we don't, we don't recognize the vampire stuff. It's the Halloween stuff that, you know, that takes them for a little uh, twist, for a little head turning, so to speak. We, we, we did a podcast, uh, I guess it was over a year ago now, where we we talked about, we did several podcasts where we talked about the legends behind these characters. I did like, you know, the Wolfman and, you know, mummy and stuff. Wow. And then I did, and then I did Dracula. And I, I, what I love sometimes with my podcast with Rob is, is, you know, I, I do a lot of the research, you know, with the show to put it together. And I love when I learned something, you know, when I really, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that he, Bram Stoker really like researched this for 10 years, 10 years. I know he did research, but 10 years before he even put, put pen to paper. He researched it, and somehow, I think I think it's one of the most brilliant. You know, it's it's led to so many great films and so much great. Yeah. Bram Stoker, thank God for Bram Stoker, because if you think about it, you know, his book didn't come out. Um, what? No, I shouldn't say this. What I should say is the Dracula film that right. came out first, based on what he put to paper, wasn't licensed to right. be Dracula. Nosferatu. Nosferatu, right? Definitely, and, yeah. and and uh, and it's scary. And in its time, my God, it must have been unbelievable. But as much as I love Bella Lugosi, and I think he is, when you think of Dracula, who do you think of? Bella Lugosi. Lugosi, yeah. yeah. But if you watch the film, it doesn't hold up. It's I, I wouldn't say it. I, I I get where you're going. I I don't think that it doesn't hold up, but I don't think he's the best Dracula. You know who is my favorite Dracula? Christopher Lee. Absolutely. Hands down. Yes. Okay. Yes. Hands down. I think that the way he played the character. Yes. Uh, well, I think it's the best out of all of them. Okay. However, Hammer Films after a while kind of hampered what he wanted to do. And he got a little stereotyped yeah. later on in some of the later ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the first two or three are just yeah. like amazing. amazing. Yeah. When I say dra that's blasphemous for me to say, uh, sacrilegious for me to say it doesn't hold up. What it doesn't do is it doesn't uh, capture the attention of a young generation. It's black and white and it's slow and yeah. it's very hard for viewers who are of a certain age, you know, a little younger than us, to to watch it and be, you know, engrossed in it. It doesn't have that. It, it's not a sexy film. It, it, it's atmospheric. Yeah, that still no holds doubt. up. No doubt, yeah. Okay, uh, and you know Todd Browning, to me, you know, you could do you could do three podcasts on him, uh, but you know Todd Browning nailed it when it came down to like this creepy, dark kind of thing. At least for 1931, 
Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, to me, his masterpiece is is Freaks. Yeah. Okay? You know, I think I don't think he ever topped that, and it's probably the movie <laughs> that you know got him in the most trouble. I mean, he got his career was practically over after that. I think he made yeah. that movie. I think a new book is out on, on freaks, which is worth looking up. Yeah. Um, Chuck Halter, I believe, put it out. Um, and freaks, you can do a whole show on this stuff. Yeah. Each, each thing we discuss, we could do a whole show on. Oh, yeah. No, we're, we're definitely, you know, eye to eye with the with the monster movies, you know, the horror movies. Uh, just to mention quick, too, there's, uh, I have a, um, a Lon Chaney collection, okay, that has, you know, pieces uh they've they've they found part of like london after midnight which was wow the lost film that lon cheney made the the lost vampire film sure uh and it also had some of his silent movies in the box set like the unholy three wow with the with the guy from freaks the the midget the german i forget his name oh mm -hmm. man off the top of my head the star of freaks the german guy that you know is, is they try to kill him and everything like that. Uh, Han something, I think was his name. Um, <clears throat> great, great set. If anybody has a chance to, to check that out. Also, another great one was Mark of the Vampire. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. With Bella and uh, that gal. I forgot her. Yeah, I forgot her name too. Stephanie something, I think. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. That's kind of the forgotten Dracula film because it was an unlicensed. Yes. Tribute. And what they did is, if you watch that film, it's a very straight-ahead Dracula-ish kind of vampire thing. But then at the end, it all turns out to to be a fake. It's like they, it's like a play. Like they, at the end, they're like, "Oh, it went good tonight, didn't it?" Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what made it so good. That that's what yeah. you didn't see that coming, right? Yeah, I love that. You know, so. When's the next Dracula tour coming? This uh, this Halloween? Yes, Dracula tour is every year from October 27th to November uh, 3rd. We uh, have flights that go out of New York, JFK. www.dractours.com. Awesome. We have space on that. For the Beatles tour, it's www.liverpooltours.com. And that's sold out this year, but we'll have space for 2024. Now these these tours, uh, let's say the the Beatles ones to Liverpool, are they kind of all inclusive? Yeah, the only thing that's not included is dinners and souvenirs. But you hotels, know, the hotels are included, the flights included, mm -hmm. uh, admission, all the sightseeing, the bus, everything. Of all my tours, everything's included except the dinners and the uh, and the souvenirs. What what do you get on the Liverpool tour? Just the concert sites, or actual like do you see their homes or what, what, yeah, you name it? It's really it's what, it's what don't you see? <laughs> you know, Penny Lane, Strawberry Field. We go inside Strawberry Field. We go inside the Cavern Club. We go inside the Casbah. Mm -hmm. um, every, you name it. Everything you've ever seen uh, in a Beatles book, on a postcard, in the films. We go to uh, some of the locations from A Hard Day's Night and from Help. We go, let it be. It's just, it's the ultimate. If you're a fan, a convention's great. A festival's great. Going to see a Beatles band is great. But if you're bucket listing it for a Beatles fan, it's it's the Beatles tour. Wow. Yeah, liverpooltours.com. Okay. The last thing I want to ask you, Charles, is you have another book called True Ghost Stories of Connecticut. I know you're a Connecticut guy. Yeah. What went into this? This came about because I've been um, 
getting more and more into the paranormal. I produce the Paracons in Connecticut, P-A-R-A-C-O-N-N. And if someone yeah. wants to check it out, we're having one in May, paracon.org, P-A-R-A-C-O-N-N.org uh, for two days. And go, doing these conventions and getting very much into the paranormal with my partner, Nick Grossman. Nick is the real deal. He's clairvoyant. He's an empath. He's a, wow. a spiritualist. You know, he's a witch doctor, literally, you name it. And this guy, so we teamed up and he's the shaman and the showman. Guess who's the showman, right? Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and so we take people out on paranormal investigations. We do um, events. We do now we're doing psychic fairs, but we do this major convention. When we went to the convention, half the people there were like him, real paranormal investigators. And I'm thinking, God, these people must have the best stories to tell. And I go around the room and I go, hey, I'm going to do a book. I would love your best ghost story, but I don't want to made up. I don't want to fictionalize. I don't want to embellish. I want the truth. Now, because I've had some nice encounters that I wanted to put in writing that I thought, all right, if, if I die, these die with me. Why not put my stories in this book along with 25, 30, whatever. We got 30, 33 stories of um, things that happened either in Connecticut or Connecticut related. That was the one parameter. The other thing is it had to be true. Had to have something to do with Connecticut, had to be true. And the book came out and people just loved it. The forward is by the amazing Kreskin. Awesome. Who was, when you think, when you think paranormal, you think of the Warrens. When you think of magic, you think of Houdini. When I think of mentalism, Kreskin. Kreskin, right? The real deal, the original, the OG of, of, of that stuff. Yep. And he yeah. had and he had a great story. Mind you, um, he contributed to the horror book. He gave me a top 10 list in the horror book. And I said, Hey Kreskin, you know, do you have a ghost story to do with Connecticut? He's no, I have a ghost story to do with New Jersey, but I'll write the forward and I'll include my story in the forward. Awesome. So I got wow. the phone. He has his story in it, and the rest of the book is just—you don't have to be a Connecticut person to appreciate it. What you have to do is love ghost stories. Awesome. You know, this, this could have been just called true ghost stories. The fact that it's of Connecticut gives me the opportunity to market it at all my shows in the state, so it has a lot more of a local cachet. But it, it's a dynamite book, and it's available on Amazon. If you go to Amazon and put in true ghost stories of Connecticut. You'll see the book. It's 20 bucks. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. If I could just tell you quick, uh, similar situation I have going on. Uh, film director, Danny Garcia, who's a friend of the show. And uh, he just, he does a lot of documentaries. He just did something called nightclubbing about the Max's Kansas city club. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, he did a documentary on Brian Jones, uh, the clash, Johnny thunders, uh, Steve Bader's a bunch of people. He has a new project now about the Chelsea Hotel and different stories about the Chelsea. That's pretty much what this movie is going to be. And and I worked for Verizon for many years and I covered that hotel and I have a ghost story in that hotel. Okay, and he interviewed me, filmed it. And, you know, at the hotel, I'm sitting on the steps of the basement and, you know, telling the story of what I saw down there. Okay, one time like an app, an apparition of a girl. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, he, I, I wasn't sure if, if, if he was going to keep it in the movie, but he just told me recently he is keeping it in. So well, it's great. I'll be in his next movie. So it's cool. Oh, that's well, I love stuff like that. I mean, that's stuff that, you know, a lot of people don't take seriously. I kind of do. 
Well, it's funny because I, I always consider myself a skeptic and a non-believer, even though I had these unexplained occurrences. Mm -hmm. And as I've gotten more and more involved and more and more into the paranormal and, you know, with, with Nick and my and, and the people that I'm associated with, it, there's it's not so unbelievable. It's, it, there's there's reasons behind it. And even though we can't put our finger on what those reasons are, and they're happening all the time and to more and more people. Yeah, yeah. All right, Charles Rosenay, I want to thank you for coming in. You're a fantastic guest with so much information here, okay? And uh, thank you very much. Got to check his books out. Like he said, some of them are available on Amazon. Yes. Uh, did you want to add anything, maybe uh, uh, an email or a, a social media handle, anything? Yeah, yeah I'll do a wrap-up. So if you could go to Amazon and put in Charles Rosenay, you put in my name, you'll see the three books that are available, the book of Top Ten Horror Lists, True Ghost Stories of Connecticut and the Book of Top Ten Beatle Lists. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to come to a great convention, a paranormal convention with guests and psychics and vendors and all that stuff, if you're in driving distance of Connecticut, it's Paracon, P-A-R-A-C-O-N-N dot org. And we already told people they want to come on a Dracula tour, dractours.com and a Beatles tour, Liverpool tours. Dot com. Too many dot coms, too many events. But you know what? They're all fun. And I'm blessed that not only am I doing stuff that I love, but I'm bringing people a lot of joy with the stuff I do. It's so important to love what you do. Get to this. You know, in life. It really it really is. And you look like you're doing just that. So it's great to see. So much so. And monkey fans, we talk a lot yes. about monkeys. Tune into the Monkeys interview show on Monkey Mania Radio. Live365.com. I'm on weekends. Okay. Thank you, Charles Rosenay. Thank you, Rocker Mike and uh, big, Rob, big, Rob, big Rob Rossi. Big Rob Rossi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you so much. All right. right. Take care now, brother. All right. Take care. All right. I'm getting lumped up with Rocker Mike and Rob Rossi. Getting lumped up with Rocker Mike and Rob Rossi. Well, I'm lumped up, but I'm okay. It's gonna get lumped up anyway. You better call back and pasta. Just getting lumped up with Rocker Mike and Rob Rossi. Getting lumped up.